Welcome to Island Artcast, uncovering the creative industry, with me, Olivia Savage, as your host. Here, we talk about all things arts, and each week I'll be joined by inspiring Max creatives to discuss creative careers, as well as burning topics in the art world today, to keep that creative mind of yours in action. those who don't know may is mental health awareness month and so today's episode focuses on art and health this pairing is in my opinion and experience a hugely significant one and presents such a broad scope for discussion that we address quite often on this show in some shape or form today we're going to look at art therapy and how it recognizes the importance of art and health i'm joined by two art therapists today Fern Callister from Teapot Trust. Hi. <laughs> and Emily Harrison from I'll Listen. Hi. Um, so firstly, Fern, can you tell us a bit about Teapot Trust, the charity that you're working for? Yeah, sure. So Teapot Trust exists to support children who are experiencing hospitalisation or chronic health conditions. So I work on the Isle of Man in the CAMS unit, so that's specifically supporting children who are um, needing support with their mental health. Oh, amazing. And Emily, can you give us a brief summary of uh, I Listen? Yeah, so um, I Listen really was set up in order to um, try to address the stigma that surrounds mental health and mm-hmm. talking about mental health. Um, and it aims at sort of early intervention. Um, so working with young people really um, and, and trying to like I say, break the stigma around talking about mental health and recognising the importance of looking after your mental health across across the um, across ages, really. So we do a lot of work in schools and also in workplace as well around sort of stress management in particular. Mm-hmm. Wow, both amazing charities. Um, so art therapy has been a long operating therapeutic practice, but still is one that is gaining recognition for from the public for its um, mental health benefits. A quick history lesson for our listeners. Um, art therapy was first used in America in 1915 with children in schools and psychiatric institutes. The term art therapy, however, wasn't coined until 1942 by British artist Adrian Hill, who, during his recovery from tuberculosis, discovered therapeutic techniques from drawing and painting. Now, today in the UK, we have the British Association of Art Therapists that establishes art therapy and works to provide information about it, where it's available and careers in the field. I personally am a big advocate for the power that art can have on someone's mental health. I'm constantly learning about myself and growing as a person along with the growth of my art practice, not to mention that my practice is based on therapeutic techniques and all that kind of thing. It helps me with my anxiety and stress by allowing me to feel a sense of escaping from the real world by immersing myself in making, as well as being aware that through the process of understanding who I am as an artist, I'm able to learn more about myself as a person, which I always think is a really special thing that that art can do that. But anyway, enough with my artist statement. Um, Let's jump into the discussion. Hi, welcome to you both again. Thank you for joining me today. So a lot of our listeners have probably heard of art therapy before, but unless they've looked into a career in it or received it directly, they likely don't know the sort of ins and outs of what art therapy is actually about. And considering the description from the British Association of Art Therapists that outlines the use of art not as a diagnostic tool, but as a medium to address emotional issues, Fern, how would you explain the nature of art therapy? 
a really good question because um, art therapy is all about the process rather than the finished piece mm-hmm. of art I think traditionally at school you know even we're taught from a young age to create something to be viewed or to be seen or to be put on a wall whereas art therapy really values the the process and the time that's taken to create something mm-hmm. so it's kind of as a result you've got art actually that represents an experience and mm-hmm. kind of in a way represents what's going on emotionally as well for that person and can even draw upon um experiences that have happened in the past that are still mm-hmm. kind of being figured out and processed in the current moment so yeah yeah. that's so interesting I think I really like as well the way that they've used the way to describe it as not a tool but a medium as a way of sort of realizing emotional issues as you say and Emily for example people might think that art therapy means you go and you draw a picture and then a therapist can go this is what's going on. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but that, can you describe how that's not the case? Yeah, so um, it's really about kind of the individual's process and it's about mm. kind of really exploring um, art, art materials and art medium and creative medium as a way of um, exploring yourself, what's going on for you at the moment, really just kind of enjoying the process. You know, like you were saying about mm-hmm. your kind of art process, it's, it's really immersing yourself in the, in the process of making. Um, and, you know, while there will be often some reflection on what's kind of created and what's displayed, it's really about, you know, the, the process as a whole. It's not about kind of diagnosing or you know telling someone what's wrong with them by yeah. looking at an image it's it's about exploring together mm-hmm. what what meaning there might be in what's created yeah um and it's just as important kind of developing a story over time as well you know it's not kind of not one single piece it's about that kind of emerging mm-hmm. emerging process emerging story so it's like taking on an art project in a way i suppose yeah. Like, so they use like different mediums and that kind of thing. Yeah. So um, you would we would tend to kind of provide um, you know a, a wide range of medium really from drawing, painting, clay, um, collage. You know, it's mm-hmm. really as broad as as you know each individual wants to be. You know, yeah. and and it's about you know the art therapist kind of facilitates that environment, a kind of safe space for somebody to um, to really spend that time um, mm-hmm. exploring themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah that's such an interesting thing and then with that in mind like for people can think that it's like a fun sort of light-hearted therapy what do you think of that sort of those kind of comments yeah. so that's an interesting comment i think emily and i have had some discussion around that um today because obviously with any kind of therapy there is you know an element of commitment to working on yourself you mm-hmm. know which can be fun at times yes but also there's a reason why you've come to this point to to experience art therapy um and that is you know can be quite quite a difficult process for some people but i think the difference with art therapy is is that because it is so kind of um holistic and kind of um uses a lot of play within within its kind of process that's it can be a lot more of an accessible and easier way to access those Mm. difficult feelings or difficult experiences as a result of using art in that way yeah yeah i suppose with that you must create such a unique kind of relationship with your patients is that is that the right word yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah so a therapeutic relationship um and within art therapy um 
there's three relationships going on in an art session, art therapy session. So you would have the relationship that we would have with the client, the relationship and the relationship that you'd have with the artwork as well. So it's kind of like a triangulation that happens within the therapy sessions as a result because the artwork would inform kind of what's going on between client and therapist mm -hmm. and then the client and therapist would lovely kind of look at what's going on within the art. So yeah kind of makes it a bit more alternative to maybe more traditional talking therapy yeah it's yeah. such such a unique way of sort of exploring someone's emotions i mean like i said i always do it through my own artwork and like you i feel like you realize things through your art that you could never do in other ways like it really has mm -hmm. that unique power mm -hmm. um and then with that in mind because with art therapy it's it's the pairing of art and psychology mm. but in terms of someone moving into it what would you say their background should be should they be an artist first or a therapist first because like for example when I studied because I studied art and psychology in school and neither one actually well I don't remember it mentioning um art therapy mm. I kind of discovered it through the development of my practice so Emily what's your opinion on that like who which comes first <laughs> um well I guess I guess Either way, to be honest, mm -hmm. it's, you know, I wouldn't say there's a kind of prescriptive um, way to, to come to, to the point. I think that, that art therapists have often come from quite varied backgrounds, but usually the kind of defining factor is the, the, the interest and passion for art. You know, mm -hmm. that, is, that is kind of at the, the core of art, of art therapy, you know, that you kind of think creatively and, you know, you know it kind of informs just how you think about things and and who and who you are doesn't it so yeah. um i think you know obviously having a kind of a passion and having your own art practice is definitely really important so but, do you both have your own art practices then yeah, yeah try yeah, to yeah. Yeah. definitely try to <laughs> yeah. sort of practice what we preach yeah. i think and yeah that's really yeah. important yeah um, to kind of as an art therapist to kind of you know see what it's like to fail at your own art making and ex you know and experience the you know the disappointment that sometimes you, you can have in your yeah. own art making um and the frustration as well and in that because you know but also that the, the exciting part of seeing things emerge and mm. seeing things mm -hmm. kind of change and kind of grow and and kind of become shape and form and sim some have symbolic value within your art so yeah i think if you're kind of encouraging other people to have that experience you've also got to maybe to have your own feel. experience yes. of yeah. that yourself really. yeah be able to understand i suppose not only how art can help your mental health but also how art can present issues within that because Definitely. i mean nothing can create frustration for me like my own art practice yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. like it yeah. definitely works both ways like we talk about this on the show as i say and often it's in a sense of like creativity is amazing because you're so passionate about mm. it and when you find that thing but at the same time that can present stress mm -hmm. having that personal mm -hmm. connection so do you find it can have both effects mm -hmm. yeah definitely yeah. definitely Absolutely. it's it's um it is a real kind of um, yeah. journey and a process and yeah. it can be quite a roller coaster can't it sometimes mm -hmm. yeah. but I think it's it's quite a safe way to kind of explore those sorts of things you yeah. know and I think that's what a lot of people that come to art therapy find is that it is a it is an easier more accessible and safer way to explore the kind of mm -hmm. frustrations and anxieties and things that you experience generally throughout life you know it's, yeah. it's quite a, a good way to explore mm -hmm. that really yeah um, and, and develop your kind of coping um, strategies for that you know it's a really great yeah. way to to think about that I suppose in a way you're kind of presenting a coping strategy before you even 
mm-hmm. get into definitely you know discussing potentially what or realizing yeah. what any yeah. issues that are there yeah. yeah um because you're kind of going okay here's a method first here's something that's going to make you feel calm and then with that in mind what do you think that art therapy can offer over other forms of talking therapy I think it's another language really art making Mm -hmm. it captures something that sometimes you know you can't put into words you know colors shape form um symbols kind of that has a value to each individual person and you know sometimes you just can't capture that like you can't really describe a sunset but you know you could probably paint a sunset in a way Mm. and capture it in a different way over maybe you could use with words and it's the same for feelings there's some feelings that you actually can't maybe find the right words for even put into words Mm -hmm. um so you know that words only account for a certain you know capture a certain experience of what it's like to be human so art making really adds a completely different layer yeah Yeah. um so i think that's why it makes it different to more traditional talking therapies Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah, and i think it's about kind of it's about the whole person isn't it because it really interacts with body and mind and it it demands the use of all your senses Mm -hmm. and and your whole self in that way Mm -hmm. you know so i think that's another way that it's it's different as well you can kind of access the unconscious as well more that you know things come up that you kind of not even necessarily consciously aware of or like you say able to put into words that's so interesting as well because i suppose like with talking therapies as a very broad scope but you're kind of you're asked questions first and you're kind of trying to find answers but i suppose with art that completely takes off the pressure and you can just sort of do instead you know so there is definitely a, a common sort of assumption i think that art therapy is very much for kids mm. but i mean i know having read into it especially for this podcast that that's not the case but can you explain that a little more as to how art therapy can benefit adults as well mm, yeah I mean, it's obviously it's it's quite a natural way for children and young people to express themselves. You know, they kind of quite they access mm-hmm. that really quite readily. Um, but for adults, you know, it can be um, it's, you know, art and creativity is something that they often you often leave behind in childhood. You know, you leave mm-hmm. school and it's something that people kind of think, oh, I can't do that. I'm no good at that. Um, but actually, you know, go, going to art therapy is, is a way to kind of um be much more playful and really open yourself up to um you know kind of exploring yourself through the eyes of a child and just Mm -hmm. being a bit freer um Mm -hmm. you know i think it really helps yeah i often find like so for example as an adult you know if you mix the color blue and yellow you're going to get the color green so we know that as an adult brain children don't really know that so that's why it's such a playful way but i think as adults because we assume we know everything we kind of lose the ability to maybe play in that way and kind Mm -hmm. of maybe see what colors happen if they kind of bleed together or mix together in a way that you know kind of lose that kind of yeah that real playfulness and discovery and kind of you know of of kind of seeing how things move together and seeing if what comes up i i often find that there's a lot of more work if in 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 working with adults and children because you've got to almost kind of get past those trauma blocks of Mm. um you know what that person's previous experience has been like of making art which sometimes i find mostly relates to school and having negative experience of making art within school so i often find that you almost have to kind of really understand that and unpick all that before you can really you know that person can feel confident uh, Mm -hmm. again and kind of regain that self-esteem in their art making yeah Um, so do you find that you get people then who are already artists or is it usually a very new thing that you're sort of both exploring together what their practice is um yeah well it's, it's a combination and i think it's something that people often think that it's it is a therapy for 
people who are good at art. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, yeah. People come with that pre, pre that kind of expectation that mm-hmm. you know, and and often people will come in and say, well, I, you know, I, I can't draw, so you know, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. So it's about, you know, like Fern said, you know, it's kind of unpicking that and where the blocks come from, mm-hmm. and really trying to encourage that, just mm-hmm. that process of playing again and mm-hmm. kind of starting from scratch and just mm-hmm. exploring what happens when you know when you hold a pencil, when you you know you shape a piece of clay, you know, and just kind of building up mm-hmm. that confidence, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it really isn't about um, what it looks like, you know, and kind of kind of trying to break down that barrier of thinking that they've got to create something that's going to look amazing on the wall or that, you know, they're going to be really proud of. It's mm-hmm. just it's just really about enjoying the materials and enjoying mm-hmm. the process. Yeah. Um, it's so interesting that, you, that the way that you word it, because it sounds like really it's through a process of learning about art, really. Like mm. you're you're learning about what art is, what an art practice is, all that kind of thing, which is such a good take on it because you know when you're in school it's if when you're learning you are learning about art and it's a process of hitting tick boxes I Mm. suppose about Mm. what what you should and shouldn't know Mm -hmm. but this is really learning about art in a way of how you fall in to that sort of practice yeah is there like talking involved in it is do you you know do you get to know them on a talking basis Mm -hmm. do you talk about their work how does that Mm. sort of I think it all depends on the person and the type of relationship that you have with that person. Mm -hmm. Um, Some art therapy sessions can be completely nonverbal and it's all about just seeing what happens um, in in what happens with the images. The images Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, hold that and capture that really. Whereas some art therapy sessions can be about, you know, just talking about art rather than making art. Uh. So talking about, um, you know, colours or kind of talking about... um, what it's like to kind of you know visualize visualizations and visualize symbols and visualize maybe mm-hmm. kind of um yeah art that kind of comes to mind rather than actually creating it mm-hmm. um but even talking about it is you know that's still connecting to art you know yeah. in some way it doesn't have to be necessarily creating you're still having in your you know you're still thinking about being creative mm-hmm. in a way um, that's so interesting to have an entirely non-verbal session Mm. in therapy like I had no idea that art therapy could sort of take that route but I suppose that's so good for people who feel scared about Mm. therapy because there's such a heavy pressure on talking Mm. so you find you get lots of people like that who are sort of actively like wouldn't wouldn't benefit from talking therapy yeah absolutely absolutely and it and it does I mean it does help people to develop the relationship I guess that you know they maybe they might be able to work towards mm-hmm. um kind of uh, externalizing things verbally eventually with that not being the most important thing it definitely does take the pressure off mm-hmm. off people mm-hmm. I think it's it's really important for some people you know because it can be quite quite daunting to kind of sit there and be expected just to kind of talk things through and not everybody yeah. has um access to the vocabulary to talk about how they feel or what they think you know mm-hmm. it's it's it can be really challenging so I think you yeah, that is a really important part of the art therapy process is that you can have an interaction with somebody and you can have, you know, a, a kind of a back and two conversation without words, you know. Even. Yeah, that's really nice. So do you guys ever make work as well? Is that something that happens or, or are you very much like a backseat sort of? Um, again, I think it depends on the person. I definitely have have made artwork alongside people before and I think sometimes you know that might be necessary to help people to to just begin with the process because actually you know a blank piece of paper can be quite a scary daunting thing as well for some people so um you know definitely that's that has been important for some people Mm -hmm. and like I say often you you know it it can be a two-way 
conversation and a way mm-hmm. to build up somebody's confidence in interacting with another person and it very much depends on the individual yeah um, and I think that's that is the important thing about art therapy is that it's an extremely individual process Definitely. you know everybody will come and, and kind of approach it differently and you'll approach it differently with each person that comes you know it's it's kind of definitely very much tailored to to the individual and led by them mm-hmm. um I suppose yeah. it's a it's a super like I found in in my experience of making that it can be quite a retrospective process. Like often I'll start making something and I'll sit there and go, I have no idea where this is going. Like I don't know where I'm <laughs> going to end up with this piece of work. I just started with a ball of clay. I don't know. Yeah. And then it's at the end when you look back on it. Maybe even like you've left it for a month and then you've gone back to it and then suddenly you look at it and you're like. That's what it was mm-hmm. the whole yeah. time, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that must be something that you get quite a lot with people who they make and they make and then it's not till they look back that you, I suppose, you both mm-hmm. kind of go, that's what this yeah. is about then, yeah. you know? It's like, I guess it's that unconscious process, you mm-hmm. know? Your unconscious knows really what it needs to communicate and what it needs to say and sometimes the thinking brain just needs to kind of catch up with that to really kind of recognise actually what's coming through from yeah. the unconscious, what's being worked through and what's being expressed. Mm. And having that break and then coming back to it really helps you kind of, you know, look at back back at that thing with your thinking mind um, to really kind of understand maybe what, what that's form is or what is being mm-hmm. created or expressed in that way yeah. Mm. yeah that's why it's really good to have that kind of tangible um thing that's been created to look back on and, mm-hmm. and enable that reflection process you know and yeah. that's what we would often keep all the artwork together and kind of bring it out every now and then to kind of review it and see if there's any kind of themes that have come up any any and, and in, like you say anything that you kind of look back on now and you kind of recognize that mm-hmm. or that you've got an image that you kind of go away and, and think about and reflect on you know, mm-hmm. weeks after you've been mm-hmm. in that in that session. Yeah. yeah, and that final image can really stay with someone. The fact that they've gone to a session, created something, and left that image there in the therapy session and the, with the therapist who's taking care of it, mm-hmm. they've gone away with that image in their mind. Can really stick with someone, and and it kind of allows time to really process maybe what's come up as a result of creating that thing. Yeah. It might have some kind of symbolic value or kind of link into an experience or kind of some kind of feeling. Um, so leaving it behind is is quite a powerful thing and then returning yeah. to it in the next session and maybe seeing it with different eyes after you've had a chance to really process it and try to understand it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I suppose memory can be such a powerful thing in that sense because it's somewhere in your brain that has formulated what's come out, whether that's sculptural, painterly mm-hmm. or anything like that. And then once you've then left that, it's your brain that's then left with something that's become physical which is a really interesting, I think, way of mm, of thinking yeah. about things and realising things about yourself. It's like it's here, then it's in front of you, then it's back here again mm. without that visual. Mm-hmm. Um, so what kind of people do you often find um, benefit from art therapy the most? Oh, it's very broad, I would say, really. You know, it can, it can really help a you know, wide range of people. Uh, it's kind of really gaining ground in, mm-hmm. in kind of trauma work. You know, it can be right. really effective with, with trauma work, um, kind of dealing with imagery and the senses and all of that kind of thing. It's really imp- important and really powerful. And, and it's, you know, it's incredibly helpful um, for people with anxiety and depression, that, mm-hmm. kind of, that kind of thing. Yeah, and kind of chronic illness you know pain it's used a lot for for that as well mm-hmm. um, i think we've that's the thing we've all got access to art making so yeah the you know everyone can really benefit yeah. from you know we're all creative beings we're all here you know we can all kind of create in, in some kind of shape or form so 
you know so in any way anyone can really benefit mm -hmm. from, from art making and art therapy as a result yeah. yeah and i think as well something that art therapy can do is really put the nature of therapy in a different light because i think often you know as you mentioned earlier talking therapy can you can feel quite a bit of pressure from going into it and i think it can put people off because it makes them think that they've got to have something serious you know really ready to come mm -hmm. and talk with and that can be mm -hmm. such an intimidating thing but I guess and what you know we hope to do with this episode as well is to normalize conversations about how mm -hmm. beneficial therapy can be without that having to be negative mm -hmm. and as well I mean people know more about art therapy now but it's still often referred to as a relatively new practice even though you know it's it's been going on as we say first coined in the in 1942 now in today when we're in a covid world where mm. people are turning to creativity a lot more why do you think art therapy is now really gaining the awareness that it deserves i think before covid we would kind of you know look to go somewhere or do something to kind of seek enjoyment um, mm -hmm. and i think you know with covid everyone can't go anywhere everyone's staying inside everyone's kind of you know within their own space so it's kind of art art making has always been there for everybody to do mm -hmm. so i think art you know we all know art has a real scientific effects of calming the nervous system kind of releasing um, dopamine a feel-good chemical in your brain to kind of help you relax so i think the benefits of making art have been reached out for a lot more recently as a result of you know people being in, you know having to maybe take care of their mental health maybe a little more than mm -hmm. what they've previously had to pay attention to yeah so mm -hmm. Have you guys found that you've had more time to make your own work? <laughs> yeah. Year? Well, I I went through a really interesting sort of process really during lockdown. Obviously, we were kind of working from home and and um, also kind of homeschooling and all that kind of stuff that a lot of people yeah. have really struggled <laughs> with. You know, it's quite quite a stressful thing. Um, so I kind of really tried to make a an effort to kind of look after my own self-care and part of that mm -hmm. was to return to some sort of regular art practice that you know I you know don't always kind of make time for don't always prioritize so it was part of you know prioritizing that again and I think you know I kind of developed this 10 minutes every day that I would spend on um doing some form of creating and I kind of started creating mandalas so I was doing a mandala a day um, oh, wow. and I think that for me that was that was quite powerful because it really helped me to kind of have that just 10 minutes it's easy to find 10 minutes on your mm -hmm. own you know to just really focus on being in the moment and just kind of just enjoying that moment being really mindful just spending that 10 minutes just really looking at looking after me just focusing on myself and, mm -hmm. and you know kind of so that that was you know it was really helpful actually during that that time we were in, in lockdown you know mm -hmm. I think that was really important um, and I think that's that's been a process that a lot of people have mm -hmm. kind of gone gone through you know kind of stuck at home trying to find ways to to cope with what's going yeah. on yeah mm. what about you Finn have you found more time I have yeah so um I where I live, I kind of was really trying to observe, you know, spring and all the, the change and the things that were happening around um, in my garden and outside around me. So I kind of paid attention to all the flowers that are popping up and I actually made a kind of a little mini wildflower um, field guide actually with all the flowers that oh, I was wow. noticing. So each page had like a different flower that I knew and just really encouraged me to kind of 
be observant with you know the so the act of art making really encouraged me to be observant with what's going on around me mm-hmm. and just really pay attention to you know to being mindful and being present rather than thinking about when's this lockdown going to end how long mm. are we going to be here mm-hmm. you know all that uncertainty and that anxiety you know actually it made me really think about connecting to the present moment and actually I really enjoyed that you know yeah. there's some real joy found some real joy in just kind of just seeing through the eye you know my own eyes of what's what's going on in my garden and the birds and yeah. things like that that's so, so. interesting because I found the exact same thing with art I think because as you say covid presented so much uncertainty mm. and i don't know about you guys but i find that really stressful mm, yeah. you know mm-hmm. i don't like no, like not knowing what's yeah. going to happen even in the next month yeah. i mean at one point yeah and art really was that thing that you could go to and sort of like celebrate uncertainty because you don't mm. know what's going to come of yeah. an artwork so yeah. you can really sort of harness it in that making and, and take it as a positive rather than a negative thing and get comfortable with that feeling being with that feeling yeah and it's 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 just really grounding as well isn't it just Mm -hmm. kind of really helps you to Mm -hmm. to bring you back to the here and now and and kind of it's something that you can control and you can you you know you've got power over you can do something feel like you're achieving something yeah yeah, yeah. And you've got the phys- you're left with a physical object as well as a result. So you know you're left with something to maybe you know when it's completed to bring you back to that moment and tie you and link you into that point, you know, that place of mindfulness and being still and being comfortable mm-hmm. with just being, you know, re- reminiscing on that act of art making. Yeah, you're left with something that represents that as well. Yeah, um, yeah, that's so interesting because it's it is entirely whilst you know we talk about making art you are disconnecting yourself from reality for a second and sort of feeling that you know being able to drop the stress of what's going on and and just focus on your artwork but at the same time your artwork is entirely a harness of everything that's happening Mm. in that moment and how that's reflecting on how you're feeling I suppose that's kind of the is that sort of like the approach that you guys take like it's it's a representation of absolutely everything that's happening now mm-hmm. without you even realizing it yeah, absolutely it's well you've made it so it's part of you it's part it's come from you know it, it represents so many aspects of yourself in that one image you know it's kind of captured a part of you know who you are in mm-hmm. a way a, in a form that you can actually touch and hold and move and change and and manipulate and and mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's quite you know it's quite something quite special really as a result of that yeah mm-hmm. yeah definitely and just as my last question to round things off for today for our listeners what advice can you guys give to anyone who is artist not yet an artist who could benefit from getting creative as a way to sort of channel any mental health or emotional issues that they're experiencing I think it's just you know I think with art making if you've not used art making before you know it's it's just a process of discovery Mm -hmm. you know just seeing what what material calls to you you know if is it a pen or a paintbrush or is it clay is it collage is it color you know it's it's just taking something that you know there's a reason why it's attracted you so Mm. so use that and just um and just enjoy the process play with it see where see how it moves see where it takes you it might be something small where it's literally just matching up different colors or it might be something you know a lot bigger like a canvas or something like that Mm. but um you know picking up a paintbrush or picking up an art material of some sort is an act of kind of you know just carving out time for you in quite an unstable and uncertain kind of 
time of change really mm. yeah so, so my advice would be just give it a go and just have confidence and mm-hmm. you know and it doesn't have to you know it doesn't have, like Emily said it doesn't have to go on a wall yeah. you know it doesn't have to kind of be shown anywhere it's just that the, the, the act of carving time out of your busy day to, to just look after yourself that's a lovely way to end today's show so <laughs> thank you both so much for coming on quick note before we head off for another day if you're listening to this then you've lasted through a whole episode which i'm gonna guess means that you enjoyed the show which is amazing in order to help island artcast reach out to more creatives we really need your help so please remember to rate and review the shows you've listened to and enjoyed even if you didn't enjoy them you can still rate us if you're an avid island artcast listener subscribe or follow the show on your podcast platform These things only take two seconds out of your day to do but mean the absolute world to the show, so please show us your support. Other than that, remember to keep up to date with all the latest Arts Council news on our website, iomarts.com, and by following us on social media. Just search Isle of Man Arts Council on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks again to Ben and Emily for joining me today, and to all our listeners out there. See you next episode.